Welcome. You are about to take a journey to a place of the divine love within with Deborah Buffet on the Love by Intuition show. For the next hour, allow her to prepare you in becoming a magnet for a profound love-infused relationship by identifying and focusing on solutions through love. Awaken the light within and let your essence shine. And now, here's Deborah Buffet on Love by Intuition. All part of the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. Welcome, everyone. Bonjour, mes amis. And yes, here I am, founder and owner of the Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. If you're tuning in for the first time, we are a Boston-based syndicated internet radio station with all the bells and whistles. You can listen to us online through the apps, Ask Alexa. There's so many ways. And once you've heard this show, because we are live, um, if you want to hear it again, we are everywhere on every podcast uh, directory that's out there, uh, including TuneIn, iHeart, and many of the others. So, um, so keep that in mind that you can always pick it up later. Well, we are, well, let me give you the number too, because Bob is in the house. Uh, if you'd like to call in. This is a special time for special guests, um, and it is a toll-free number. It's 833-220-1200. You can call and ask a question or a comment, and Bob will put, us, put you right through. So I have an amazing two guests that I'm really excited about. Um, we've had them on the show but it's been, I think, some years ago. Um, we have Andrew Hobby. He's an internationally renowned religious scholar, writer, teacher, and author of more than 30 books. Uh, he's the founder and director of the Institute for Sacred Activism, and he lives in Illinois. And then joining him is Carolyn Baker. She is a former psychotherapist, professor of psychology and history, um, the author of several books. She offers life and leadership coaching as well as spiritual counseling and works closely with the Institute of Sacred Activism, and she's in Colorado. And we will be giving out their web addresses in later in the show. We are talking about this phenomenal book, Radical Regeneration sacred activism and the renewal of the world it's like four books in into one and it's an amazing piece of work that you want everyone to read and keep close by so without further ado welcome carolyn and andrew thank you so much for having us it's wonderful to be here thank, thank you. you so much for the lovely words you've just said about our baby Yes, well, before we get into, I wanted to find out, um, how did the two of you meet? Because I know that it goes years back, and you're connected to Linda Tucker, uh, but how did you both meet? Andrew? Well, or Carolyn? Carolyn, you go, Carolyn. Okay. Um, Back in 2009, I published a book called Sacred Demise, Walking the Spiritual Path of Industrial Civilization's Collapse. Uh, 
And I sent a copy to Andrew, and I didn't know Andrew at all, and I didn't know if he would throw it in the trash or read it or whatever. And so one day I was driving down Interstate 80 on my way to Colorado, and uh, he rang me, and I thought, well, this will be a nice little 10-minute conversation. And uh, I found that I needed to pull over and get off the road, and uh, an hour and a half later, we uh, concluded our conversation. He invited me to come uh, a few months later to the Institute for Sacred Activism and give a presentation. And uh, the rest is history because since then we have been fast friends and writing partners. Yes, yes. Wow. So, Andrew, what um, compelled you to follow up with Carolyn? When I read Sacred Demise, I realized there was someone else on the planet who truly, (laughs) truly believed what I believe, that we're going through a very frightening transition that in its terror and horror offer us extraordinary possibilities of transformation. And no one I had read had explained that as simply and deeply and with such courage as Carolyn had done. So I recognized a soul sister and I recognized somebody I had a lot to give to and a lot to learn from. And that's what began our extraordinary friendship, which has been one of the great blessings of my life, a friendship that culminated in us writing over five wild holy years, the four books that now come out in one cover as Radical Regeneration, which is nothing less really than the manifesto for the transformation of the planet through the dark night that we're living through. And I knew that I couldn't do this work alone and wasn't meant to do this work alone, that it was meant to be done with Carolyn because we have complementary gifts. She has this very grounded, very profoundly earth-based spirituality and knowledge of all of the different ways in which the structures of patriarchy are now lethal. And I bring my own mystical passion and my own passion for sacred action, which are totally consonant with hers. And the combination has resulted in what I believe to be something that neither of us could have done on our own, but the third that we made by coming together wrote. Mm, beautiful. And Carolyn, what amazes me, because I've known you now for, you know, through radio for quite some right. time, um, that you had the insight. Dear, I mean, granted that, you know, the systems and everything that are um, taking us to this, down this path, have been around for years, but you had the insight that it was coming to where we are today. And I find that um, interesting as well as fascinating. So I thank you for that. Well, you know, uh, I've just been able to, to sort of... You know, I've been graced, really, with um, a kind of acceptance of what's happening and an ability to um, work with it in my own life and surrender to what I saw as the inevitable and then really asking, um, what is this trying to teach us? What does it ask of us? And, and so that's been the, the, the passion in my writing 
um, for about 15 years, and uh, having met Andrew, who was such a, a soul brother in terms of where I was coming from, uh, it's been an extraordinary gift, and we are so proud of what we've been able to accomplish together and so grateful. Yes. So let's talk about what is radical regeneration. Andrew, do you want to share exactly what that is? Yes, I'd love to. Radical regeneration puts the emphasis on radical, which comes from the Latin word radix, root. What's needed is a transformation on every level of absolutely every aspect of world life, all the institutions, all the structures, which are now revealing themselves to be hopelessly corrupt and bankrupt and completely unable to deal with the massive life-threatening global dark night that our addiction to separation has created. That's the bad news. The good news is that if you really look at that word root, and go to the root of our human nature, you discover not only shadows of immense destructiveness, but far more importantly, divine consciousness as original blessing. And the theme of our book is that if you can connect at the deepest level in your own unique way with this original blessing and learn from it some astounding secrets, the most important of which is that it enables us to be not only transformed but transfigured into new kinds of human beings, then you will understand that the horror that we're going through signifies potentially not the end of everything, but is in fact a kind of terrifying birth canal through which if we connect with this root and embody it in sacred action, will help us transfigure humanity and build a new world. Yes. And another I'm way... Right, uh, no. Oh, go right ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you go. That's Andrew's version. <laughs> Carolyn's version is very important too. Yes. Well... Uh, you know, that, that is one way to frame it, and, and it's absolutely a beautiful way. Um, another way to frame it is, is to consider that um, there is an archetype throughout time, and Carl Jung said an archetype within us uh, called a rite of passage. Mm. And um, it, it's not just an indigenous practice among many of the tribes of the world, but but Jung thought that, you know, we are actually wired for a rite of passage and that much of our wounding and our despair and misguided direction has been as a result of not having that in modern society. And, and so the fact that few humans are now able to experience a little literal rite of passage brings us to full spiritual and psychological maturity um, instead of the mess that we've created. So we believe that the earth, which is the tribe larger than the human tribe, is actually initiating us through this crisis. 
Right. And in and a way, birthing us into a new level of our yes. destiny through this yes. crisis, which seems and feels like a death on multiple levels. But right. the major theme of our book, which Carolyn and I are both adamant about, is that if we could live this crisis as an assignment and not a fatality, from the root of ourselves, from the root of what we've learned along our evolutionary journey, both in the mystical systems and in political theory and, of course, in quantum physics and its amazing new discoveries, then something absolutely extraordinary might yet be possible, the birth of another kind of human being and another kind of world. Yes. Do you feel... Um, and I'm glad that you mentioned the shadow, um, oh, reconnecting with the shadow, because many people run away from the shadow and the darkness where we find out as we become older that we, you know, we want to run to it because in that depth of the darkness is where the light comes up. And do you feel as though, and I'd like to hear from both of you that it's crucial that we meet with that darkness, connect and find, you know, what hate we're holding, what beliefs we're um, holding within ourselves, any um, toxic, toxicity, anything that is feeding the dark versus the light. Well, back in 2015, I wrote a book called a Dark Gold, The Human Shadow and the Global Crisis. And, um, you know, what we, what we do as human beings is because of the culture we live in, we're, we're compelled as young people, little kids, to send away parts of ourselves that we feel would not be acceptable to others. And so those kind of go in what Robert Bly called the long black bag, and we just keep stuffing these unacceptable parts in that bag, and that becomes our shadow. And then we grow up and we get careers and marry and have children, and we just keep putting things in that bag. And usually sometime in midlife or sooner, um, we are compelled by circumstances, tragedies, whatever, uh, to face that shadow. And the problem is when the problem really begins when we are unwilling to do that. When we do not face that shadow, it usually comes around to bite us in some way or really uh, paralyze our lives in some way, blow up our lives. And we are deeply concerned, Andrew and I, about many folks who are on a spiritual path, but they're absolutely unwilling to deal with the shadow. And we have in this book, and I have in the Dark Gold book, many, many tools and practices for doing that. But we cannot use spirituality and happy, clappy, uh, you know, bright-sided talk to avoid working with the shadow. It's absolutely necessary if we're going to radically regenerate to look at that shadow and do very intentional work with it. Yes, I agree. Andrew? You said it so beautifully in your introduction to the shadow, Deborah. You said that the light is born out of the darkness. Mm -hmm. The greatest darkness gives birth 
to the greatest light. And the reason why this is possible is because reality itself, as all the greatest mystics know, is a coincidence, a marriage at the deepest level of opposites. In what we call good, there's always some dark. In what we call dark, there's always some good. And what you discover on the authentic mystical path is that the most frightening ordeal that you will have to face at the higher levels, the ordeal of the dark night, which totally unmakes you, destroys you, shatters you, annihilates you, also rebirths you into a consciousness which you could never have imagined, nothing less than the beginnings of embodied divine consciousness. This is the unanimous testimony of all the real mystical paths, not the mystical paths being sold like popcorn in the New Age. What this means for us now is that there is absolutely no hope for us if we don't embrace our own shadow in all of its difficult aspects and also face squarely all the terrible lethal shadows that the structures that we've created out of our hubris and our lust for domination and our lust for power over nature have created. If we don't confront them of deep faith in the whole process and integrate them, we are going to go extinct. If we do undergo that grueling passage, and our book is dedicated to helping in every conceivable way, with every conceivable map and every conceivable kind of wisdom that we've garnered over the years, if we do embrace that grueling transition, then something quite extraordinary happens. We discover that the energy that we release through making the shadow conscious can be used not only to transform ourselves, but to transform the structures, the political and economic institutions that are now enslaving us and making us slaves of a death machine. This is tremendous news, and it's to that tremendous news that our book in all of its different aspects is dedicated. Do you feel um, that these systems and the power and greed and the hate and all that has been created, as you mentioned, the planetary crisis, all of, do you really feel, because as we know, um, politically, the president isn't really running the country in a sense, it's more of all the big corporations, big pharma and all of that. Do you really see them collapsing and possibly in our lifetime? Oh, well, I certainly I do. And Go ahead, Donnie. Um, I certainly do see them collapsing and then kind of mutating into uh, something worse than they already are. I think we're beginning to see that with artificial intelligence. Um, and, uh, you know, these, these institutions are um, very shaky and very tenuous. And um, I think that what we're, what we're experiencing right now is a poly crisis. 
And a polycrisis is a situation where we have so many different crises happening, but also interacting with each other so that, you know, it's not just climate change or economic uh, troubles or any of that. It is a combination of many, many factors that create a predicament. And it's very important to understand that a predicament is very different from a problem. You can solve a problem, but you cannot solve a predicament. All you can do with a predicament is respond to it. Um, So given this polycrisis that we're embroiled in, um, I know it is absolutely possible for these institutions to crumble and then mutate into uh, something even worse than they already are now. I agree with Carolyn because what we're seeing right now is the monstrous birth pangs of a dystopia beyond our imagining. It's not only artificial intelligence that poses really grave moral issues for the human race. It's also the rise of authoritarianism and fascism, which will make absolutely impossible the solution, any kind of intelligent moving towards a solution to any of the problems of the polycrisis. So what Carolyn and I believe is, and this is why we wrote the book, that we're on the verge of creating out of our own unacknowledged shadow and out of a deep evolutionary impulse a completely monstrous and terrible world. But that this is potentially the end, of course, but it's also potentially the beginning. So if you have the information that we have tried to bring together from every conceivable aspect in Radical Regeneration, our book, to arm you, you will not be defeated by what could inevitably happen. You will keep alive the flame of an immense possibility and you'll be able to live in joy, in sacred truth, and in dedication to action through what is already a very dark age and what could become the darkest age in human evolutionary history. And if you're able to really integrate what we have tried to give you in this book, you will not live in despair through that darkness. You will be a living flame of the birth that it could lead to inspiring and encouraging others. You see, what we are facing and Carolyn is, is, is wonderfully eloquent about this, is two extreme opposites that we're now invited to hold together. On the mm-hmm. one hand, the distinct possibility that what we're describing could happen in all its monstrousness, and on the other hand, the amazing possibility that going through such a horrific period could shatter the full self in humanity and give birth to a wholly new level of embodied divine consciousness in sacred action. That's Mm. what Carolyn and I are holding to. That's what we're living ourselves. And that's what we're offering people in this book. And that's what makes this book unique. There are two kinds of books out there. On the one hand, there are books which basically are saying we're finished, it's over, look how horrible it all is, and look how horrible it's all going to be. And those are worth reading because they often have enormous truths in them. 
And then there are the other kinds of books on the New Age, which says it's all going to be fine, just relax and hoe your garden and sing songs and omen shmom and it'll be okay. And those are completely ridiculous. They cannot work. Ours is a third kind of book. We bring together the most fierce insights of the doomsayers with the most radiant insights of the survivors, the thrivers, and the great mystics, the great evolutionary mystics, to offer a realistic path of hope through the darkness. Mm. Beautiful. I would just like to emphasize. I would just like to emphasize that. Um, you know, as we do many interviews regarding the book, we are often asked if we're optimists or pessimists, oh. you know, how, do, how are things going to go and so on and so on. Um, and what we are doing in this book and what we're doing in our personal lives is we are doing something Carl Jung uh, talked about as holding the tension of opposites. So that we, we do not say, oh, everything's going to be fine and wonderful if we just ohm and shmoam, or everything's terrible, you know, we're, we're just going down into dread and, and extinction. Um, we're holding together the tension of opposites, the possibilities, um, which is really what the quantum field is about, infinite possibilities of how things could go without an attachment to positive or negative. It's really important that we do that work of holding this tension, which is very hard work, and we've got some direction in radical regeneration uh, for people who want to learn how to do that. Mm. And, and in I'd a like sense... To say to, go right just to dance with Carolyn on this, if you really think about it, both optimism and pessimism can lead to a very dangerous passivity. Yes. Optimists say it's all going to be okay somehow, which gives them the perfect excuse not to go through a major mystical transformation, not to put what they believe into action. Pessimists who say, well, it's all going to go to hell anyway, also are passive. They just sit back moan and groan and don't do anything so they don't participate either what carolyn and i are are realists and that is for both of us written with the capital r we believe in the real we believe that the real is a marriage of opposites we believe that the greatest darkness can give birth to the greatest light if only we participate with the laws of this tension of opposites and if only we go through a great transformation and if only we commit ourselves to being sacred activists in whatever circumstances arise with the greatest possible humility and courage. Mm. Yes, in a sense, bridging the two to the middle to a centerpiece <laughs> is what I can visualize. Um, with yes. that said, um, we need to take our first break. Uh, everyone, stay with us. Don't go away. We'll be back in a moment. Experience a different yet profound healing with Reconnective Healing. Includes yet expands beyond any and all known forms of energy healing. The Reconnective Healing Spectrum is comprised of the full healing and evolutionary continuum of energy, light, and information. It allows for healings that are not just physical, not just mental, not just emotional, yet go beyond that to bring healing that includes the evolution of your very being and essence. 
Deborah Beauvais, trained and certified by world-renowned Dr. Eric Pearl, offers appointment hours at Seekonk Family Chiropractic in Seekonk, Massachusetts. For questions or to set up both distance or local sessions, call Deborah at 508-431-1959. Again, 508-431-1959. Or go to lovebyintuition.com. That's lovebyintuition.com. Calling all authors. Have you been considering an audiobook? Well, look no further. Come take advantage of DreamVision 7 Radio Network's unique in-house audiobook production, which includes benefits and bonuses from our radio station. Let our knowledgeable staff guide you to create the audiobook you've always dreamed of without breaking the bank. Check out our full one-stop service from A to Z, including the ACX process. Schedule a free consultation by calling 508-226-1723. That's 508-226-1723. Or go to dreamvision7radio.com. After narrowly surviving the attack on Sandy Hook Elementary, first grade teacher Caitlin Royd DeBellis was left searching for answers that would never come. Eventually, she chose to focus on questions that could be answered. How do I make sure this tragedy doesn't define us? How do we get our control back? Those two questions led her to found the 501c3 nonprofit organization, Classes for Classes. When gifts poured into their classroom, she decided they would help someone else by paying it forward and being kind. This developed into a social network which allows K-8 classrooms to connect so that every student in the United States can learn these crucial lessons. Classes for Classes' mission is to build students' social-emotional intelligence by connecting them to care. All C4C projects are crowdfunded. Any teacher in the U.S. can visit classesforclasses.org. That's classes, the number four, classes.org. Sign up today. Delight your kids with an enchanting journey by reading the Paper Doll Kids Children's Book by Deborah Beauvais and Janine Sullivan. There's even a catchy tune, Kids for Love Song, produced by Bob Sherwood and sung by kids just like yours. The story weaves around seven paper dolls flying around the world doing good deeds as they bring important attention to our endangered animal friends. There's even a magical ring with a universal message. Kids become interested in service projects, action through compassion, and planting seeds that nurture positive change. The Paper Doll Kids and Kids for Love Song are a production of the Kids for Love Project. Get the book now on Amazon Kindle and the song on CD Baby or iTunes. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we are back. We are with uh, both Andrew Harvey and Carolyn Baker talking about their amazing book, Radical Regeneration, Sacred Activism, and the Renewal of the World. The publisher is Inner Traditions, and you can get the book just about anywhere you purchase books. Uh, and we also have them as Book of the Month and uh, for the month of February. Um, also, to get in touch with uh, Carolyn, you can go on her site. It's carolynbaker.net, just as it sounds, carolynbaker.net. And to connect with Andrew, it's andrewhavi.net, just as it sounds. So we are back, and uh, one of the things I'd like both of you to talk about in your, you have such a flow, the two of you, uh, is you've talked about reconnection in the book, reconnection, resistance, resilience, and regeneration. Carolyn, do you want to go first? 
Yes, um, I would like to throw out what what we see together as a definition of resilience. Uh, I think resilience is often a, a misunderstood word. It kind of is implied, you know, or or understood by some folks as bouncing back. Um, we don't see resilience in that way. We believe that it's not only possible to survive or endure the daunting chaos and collapse in our world, but we can actually engage with it in a way that encourages us to learn and grow and even thrive in the midst of chaos. So this is not just resilience, it's transformational resilience. And uh, as, as one of my heroes, Stephen Jenkinson, says, we live in dangerous times. We can either think of that as an affliction or as an assignment. So radical regeneration offers the tools that we need for engaging with the, with the assignment and all of its ramifications. Mm-hmm. For me, reconnection is reconnection with the depths of our own nature that are divine. And that's why the first book we wrote, which is the second book in the book, is a book called Return to Joy. Because both of us know, and every mystic and spiritual seeker knows, that if you are graced enough to discover who you really are, that fills you with a radiance and a power and an energy of love that nothing in the external world can take away. From that reconnection, you learn what true resilience is. It's to stay connected and to use all the wisdom and intelligence and deep humility that come from that connection to work with whatever circumstances arise, even the very worst. And from that resilience is born resistance. If you connect with the fundamental joy and passionate love of your authentic nature, you see very clearly that the structures that we've created are insane. And you don't only see that, but a desire, a passion arises in your heart to do something about it Mm. and to stand in the center of your being and with all of your gifts and resources for the possibility of the birth of a world that reflects the truth of the divine and not the desperate dark truth of our exploding shadow. And if you are able to become the kind of sacred activist that can put reconnection and resilience into resistance, then you find yourself part of the great evolutionary will of the father-mother to birth a new human race and a new world, and you become a secret agent of regeneration. That's the map that in different ways we're offering in the book. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you mentioned that when you come to that truth of knowing who you really are, something is created from that. And it's usually, as we find, um, it becomes your mission to make a difference, to do something. And that holds such a strong energy that it can be catchy. <laughs> and Absolutely. other people... Um, 
Yeah, so other people want to be what you are when they don't need to be who you are. They need to find their own truth and then their own mission. And I I believe that's why we're all here on earth is to find that mission. And then our heart sings and everything falls into place. A lot of work needs to be done, a lot of um, going within um, and and meeting the, the darkness. All of that comes together in a beautiful a beautiful bubble well i think it's yes, beautiful uh, and terrible i don't think it's uh, just beautiful i yeah. think you discover your mission you discover the purpose of your life and you're fed the energy to enact it but as carolyn yes. and i have both discovered and i'm sure you have discovered too deborah yes. discovering <laughs> your mission does not make for an easy life it makes for a glorious life so you have to choose the glorious life yes and and it's and it's you know tapping into all that we are which is not all light <laughs> no and the, choosing your mission doesn't lead to effortless success look at what happened to jesus and to other of the great prophets and sacred activists of history what it does lead to is a life that explodes with meaning and encouragement for others and both Carolyn and I have suffered tremendously on our road to this book, but our suffering has had meaning. Mm-hmm. And what we're offering in this book is not a new age path to ease and sweetness and delight through discovering your mission. We're offering a path to becoming noble enough to embrace your mission and the cost of that mission, knowing that if you do, you will be an agent of the birth of a new humanity and your pain, which may very well be considerable at times, will always have meaning. That is more than enough for both of us. And I think for true spiritual adults, it is not only a revelation, but a profound consolation. We end the book by a sublime quote from Hadovich of Antwerp, the great Christian woman mystic, who says, When I suffer for sublime love, I conquer. And that is, in a way, both of our mottos in different ways. Yes. Yes. Mm. Say that again, Andrew, please. Well, let me read you the whole quote, because in certain ways it sums up the entire book. Mm. And it's such... Hadovich was a very great mystic, and I just recently translated her. She was silent for, silent for six centuries, but I've tried to bring her back because I think of her as one of the greatest mystics of all time and very relevant to what we're living through. And we put this quote literally at the end of the book because it carries the opposites in a way that we really, truly want to represent. So here it is. Whatever ordeals for love's sake people lead me through, I pray to stand firm. I know from the nobility of my soul that in suffering for sublime love, I conquer. And the people who are going to be drawn to this book and inspired and exalted and by this book are people who will be willing to accept the price of discovering what their authentic mission is and more than willing who will know that when they do an enormous grace of meaning falls
calls upon them and irrigates them and gives them the guts to go on in whatever circumstances they find themselves. Carolyn and I have been marginalized in the spiritual world for 20 years, sometimes treated as doom givers and doom sayers, and sometimes deeply humiliated in our desire to get the truth of what's happening across. But we've never flinched because we know the truth of what Hadovich is saying. We know that it is essential to take all the blows that an authentic mission can create so that in God's own time, amazing new possibilities can be born. And we both are very grateful to have arrived at a time when this book is getting a phenomenal reaction because the time for its message has come. But it took a lot of courage to weather what we had to weather to get to the moment where we could give birth together to something that could help the whole world. Mm. Well, tell us more about what you are seeing with the book. The um, the feedback and what's happening with the book itself as far as that energetic force. Well, I see, certainly see it being uh, welcomed by people who are hungry for something other than, you know, something that is doing exactly what we're doing, which is not happy, clappy, everything's going to be wonderful, we're just creating a new reality on the one hand, uh, or the doom and gloom of, you know, we're, we're going extinct, that's all there is to it, you know, um, might as well take your cyanide capsule because it's over. Um, people are really loving the fact that we are, as I said before, holding the tension of opposites and offering this mystical yet scientific experiment. Mm. Mm. What I'm seeing is that, quite honestly, I'm amazed at the reception of the book because both Carolyn and I have been through so much rubbish, so much garbage has been flung at us that a part of me was gun-shy at producing this book. I thought, Mm -hmm. we've gone through all of this massive labor. We birthed this child, which we know from our own inmost experience and from the inmost experience of the great mystics that, and the great precursors that we celebrate in the book, is real, is true, and could be helpful, but God knows what the contemporary spiritual world with its addiction to superficiality and to materialism will do with something like this. So I was gun shy. But I'm glad to say that that has not been the case because <laughs> right. the situation itself has become so drastic that many people who even five years ago when we began the book were in denial and in la-la land chanting bad translations of Rumi in the long grass are now aware that there is a distinct possibility of extinction and are now hungry for an adult message, a message Mm -hmm. that doesn't shrink from the horror but doesn't shrink either from the glory of the possibility that could be born out of the horror. And what people have most reacted to, which actually thrills both Carolyn and me, is that People are thrilled that we've grounded the message in so many practices and so many lucid maps 
The advantage of having been in the trenches of our apocalyptic situation for 30 years, which is the truth for both Carolyn and myself, is that it's given us a lot of grueling time in which to really get as clear as possible about the different maps of the shadow, of the dark night, of the potential divinization process that could result from the dark night, real maps with real clarity and real depth and people are so thrilled to have these maps because when they get to them and really meditate on them they discover oh my god we're not being abandoned at this terrible time all of our ancestors have known that this time might come and they're providing us these maps which Carolyn and I have done a hell of a lot of work to get as clear as possible for us so that we can use them right now when they're most needed that's what fills my heart with joy and I think it fills your heart with joy Carolyn too doesn't it well, it absolutely does. And um, one of the things I like to emphasize when talking about this book or the books that I've written um, is, is, is a new definition, um, again, by Stephen Jenkinson, of the word catastrophe. Ah. He, ta- he takes apart that word, um, the first syllable being kata, C-A-T-A, and points out that kata is a descent. It is a process of going downward into the depths, into the darkness. Strophe is a word that is, implies something kind of like a ladder, uh, the braiding together of materials that allow one to go down into this lower place. And he redefines that word catastrophe by pointing out that we are in a descent, but we are descending together if we want to be, that we need to make this descent holding the hands of others who understand what's happening and who are willing to go with us and support us as we willingly surrender to the descent that we are being called to make because wherever we're going in that downward movement is transformation, is rebirth, is resilience, is regeneration. And so it's very important that as we do this work, whether it's the inner work um, that is offered in our books or whether it's the outer work of sacred activism, it's very important that we have support systems that we hold each other's hands in different ways as we do this work that we are now desperately being called to do. I love the holding hands, and we need to take another quick break. We'll be back in a moment. Thank you, Carol, Carolyn, for reading You're that. welcome. Take a journey to a place of the divine love within with Deborah Beauvais on the Love by Intuition show, Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. and 6 a.m. Eastern. Our message is love in the purest form. The light within us all is a guide to recall our beginning, to learn to love self and humankind, and to feel the higher power of our own divinity. To attract love, one needs to be love. Come join us and step into this glorious vibration called love.
delight your kids with an enchanting journey by reading the Paper Doll Kids Children's Book by Deborah Beauvais and Janine Sullivan. There's even a catchy tune, Kids for Love Song, produced by Bob Sherwood and sung by kids just like yours. The story weaves around seven paper dolls flying around the world doing good deeds as they bring important attention to our endangered animal friends. There's even a magical ring with a universal message. Kids become interested in service projects, action through compassion, and planting seeds that nurture positive change. The Paper Doll Kids and Kids for Love Song are a production of the Kids for Love Project. Get the book now on Amazon Kindle and the song on CD Baby or iTunes. Are miracles real? Can you move from mayhem to miracles? 30 prominent authors say yes as they share their high fives and down lows of challenges, abuse, addiction, and love. Experience hope, the magic elixir of miracles, through the personal stories of New York Times bestselling authors James Redfield, Dr. Bernie Siegel, Sister Jenna, Reverend Temple Hayes, and many more. If you like bestsellers, chaos to clarity, and crappy to happy, you'll love crying and laughing through Mayhem to Miracles, sacred stories of transformational hope, available now on Amazon and in bookstores worldwide. It's a child's job to play, to learn, and to have fun. It's an adult's job to keep them safe. Did you know that one in four girls and one in six boys will be sexually abused before the age of 18? Every day, families enter the Children's Advocacy Center because of child's courage to tell someone what happened to them. Keeping our children safe starts with a conversation. This is Michelle Aranger, Executive Director of the Children's Advocacy Center. Learn more on how to keep your child safe. Visit CACofBC.org. This message made possible by the Fall River Rotary Club. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow. And we are back. And I wanted to just put this out there. Maybe you've heard about this from others, but I... I believe that the book holds uh, a place where you can be emotionally touched uh, by reading it. And I also buy into the idea that when you feel through your emotions, it's something that you retain. It's something that you remember. Mm. Have you heard from others where they've actually um, read and felt the emotion? Andrew? Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh, we haven't written this book in a dry way. No. We've spent a lot of information, but we have made an absolute commitment to burning with sacred passion in every line. That's why we worked so hard for five years to get it clear. And we've had so many amazing reactions because we're not just presenting a thesis, we're presenting a thesis while allowing people to feel every aspect of that thesis. And that's why we've written it in the way we have because some of it is straight prose, some of it is poetry, some of it is personal journals. So we take many different ways into the material which people really love because it gives them, as you say, both emotional and spiritual deep access to its central themes. And in each of the four books, and, and, and let's just remember that this book, Radical Regeneration, is four books in one volume. And so in this quartet, 
um, in each section we have shared with folks our personal journeys. We've given uh, little vignettes of, of what, how we have dealt with what we're talking about. Um, so it's very personal, and, um, and we are very vulnerable in doing that, and we hope to show uh, our humanity by doing this because we believe that um, our humanity is just as important as our spirituality. Absolutely. And, and I feel as though that's what we need to um, transform because um, of how humanity is acting now. Um, it just doesn't, it, it's not acceptable. Um, so but one, of the, one of the things I wanted to mention too, as gay elders, um, and you have a short series on YouTube called Elders Speak, so people can check mm-hmm. that out. How is your background as gay elders relevant to your books, and how is that community um, receiving and responding to you both for this book particularly? Andrew, you want to go ahead? (laughs) I think the fact that we're gay is extremely important in one way, because being gay initiates you at a very early age into the miserable bankruptcy of the structures of patriarchy. Mm-hmm. And that gives you a very clear, sometimes devastated and devastating understanding of how the religious, political, and economic structures of our world conspire to damn and degrade and humiliate between 10 to 15% of the human population. I think being gay too is a sacred initiation because when I got together for the first time in history all the great gay mystics in a book that I compiled for Harper's called The Essential Gay Mystics, I understood that it wasn't simply a a horror to be gay, it was a tremendous sign and invitation because both Carolyn and I are sacred androgynes. I have a great deal of the feminine in my male, and Carolyn has a great deal of the male in her female. And in all of the mystical traditions, you discover that the new human is described as a sacred androgyne. So not only has our gayness opened us up to the horror of the world, it's opened us up to this extraordinary new evolutionary possibility of marrying the masculine and feminine within us to birth a new kind of human being. So that prepared us absolutely for the message of this book. Does that ring true to you, Karenin? Yes, and I wanted to say also that um, I believe that who we are and what we are saying about the tension of opposites could not be more timely in this moment of of the development of the LGBTQ community right. when people are redefining gender, when, as never before, there is this coming together of the masculine and feminine, um, not separately, but together in one human being, in one human psyche, in one human body. And we're finally beginning to understand that on a deeper level that we are all of the genders 
uh, we are yes. we are all one. And of course, the powers that be who have helped create this nightmare, this this catastrophic situation on our planet, they despise hearing about this sort of thing because they want to stay with the opposites. They want to stay with you're either male or female. You are either Republican or Democrat. You are either man or woman, right or left. And, right. you know, where the world is going right. now yeah. is, the, is, is the whole idea of oneness and coming together in wholeness. So yes. I believe that our book is extremely timely and who we are as the authors is also very timely. Yes, and we've run out of time, I'm so, uh, Andrew, I'm so sorry to interject. No. Um, uh, first of all, we are one, and we are all, and, and Carolyn, you said that beautifully, and I believe this book is for every single human being, regardless of age or otherwise. Um, I want to thank you both for gracing our airwaves with your wisdom and your elder wisdom. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and, yes. Yes, and for everyone listening out there, um, tell someone else about this book, about the show. Listen to it and buy the book. It's a gift. It's a gift when you give this book. So do that, and until we meet again, au revoir. Are you seeking a clearer path to love? Then tune in to the Love by Intuition show next week. All designed to your highest good. To contact Deborah Buffet, owner of Empowered Connections, call her at 508 226 1723. That's 508 226 1723. Or link on to lovebyintuition.com. Remember, we are all one, and we are all part of the miracle of love. This is Dream Vision 7 Radio Network, uniting mankind with universal love. Our shows are created from the heart, bringing each listener to a place of divine enlightenment. Breathe, relax, and enjoy. Let life flow.